Welcome to the Growth You Podcast. This podcast dedicates its time, resources, and content towards being a resource hub for moms who want to create sustainable growth systems within their life, families, careers, and homes. We want to help you find the tools to create a culture of growth. I'm your host, Shoshana Pitt, and I'm excited to walk with you on this journey. Good morning. Good, good morning. I hope everyone has rested well and that you're starting your day no matter when you hear um, this podcast recording. I'm so excited. This is the final episode for this series and I'm really, really grateful for you guys coming on this journey as I'm starting my podcast. This is episode 11. And most people say that people in podcasting fall off about episode 10 or other people say around episode 20, but we are moving right along and I'm getting a lot of engagement and great feedback. So we're definitely going ahead and I'm excited as to what's to come. I had a couple things in mind, some guests. I know, right? I'm interviewing people now. That's so crazy. And I had to like learn all of this. I'm just falling forward with the podcast. But anyways, we wanted to recap. We've been in a series for those who are just joining me called Creating Systems. I am definitely a systems person and I really believe that if you create systems in your life, in your home, in your work, with yourself, developing new habits that you create, systems to create ease, peace, and a flow within your life. And I've seen this in my classrooms. I've seen this in my mentoring. I've seen this in personal life and other people that those who create systems tend to flow, are growing more, and have greater efficiency in the fruit that they're seeing in their lives and um, perspective places where the systems are developed. So for this series, we've been talking about creating a system in your home to um, for various reasons. Um, in the episodes, we talked about creating structure, which you have to have a goal and set boundaries in order for the whole systems to have a framework. Then you develop clear expectations. Then we talked about training and developing your cubs towards the expectations within the system um, and how that takes so much consistency, but doable consistency. Um, and then we talked about reflecting on healthy decision making and that was a sensitive podcast because it required us to pick up a mirror and look inward and that's not something a lot of people are able or are willing or are even aware that they need to do Um, but understanding that you have a global impact or imprint that whatever decision making you choose to implement is going to affect the people around you, whether you like it or not. Um, especially if someone lives under the roof with you and our cubs have no choice in the decision making they receive because they depend on their parents. And so if you are not aware 
of the type of decisions or the sources. If you're not understanding of who you are and why you're making decisions, your lack, your trauma, your lack of awareness, your desire not to even want to do those things are going to impact your decision making. I do believe in wise counsel. I do set a lot of my core standards based on my faith belief. Um, and so I do believe that if you train a child in a way that they should go, that when they get old, they won't depart. I also believe that personally, you should always surround yourself with wise can counsel and that you don't just go off, you know, half cock decisions. And yes, I know there's no books as far as, I mean, there is a lot of resources for parenting. Um, and back in the day, there wasn't a lot of that, but there's so much more resources now out there to inform us on healthy decision-making. But our decision-making comes from within, which means we pull from a source, which means if your source is not a healthy source, that means you're pulling from an unhealthy source to make a decision that's going to impact that cub when they become adult. And I really believe that unless we're looking internal, surrounding ourselves with wise people who love us and want to see us grow, or dealing with the traumas, the triggers, the fears, the the catastrophic things that have happened in your life, you are pulling from that source when making a decision within your home. And that is going to set your system, whether you would like to acknowledge it or not. That's like breathing. You don't have to acknowledge the air for breathing to happen. It just happens without you um, until it doesn't. And, you know, it's a little morbid. But so that episode was a little bit sensitive. Um, but it was something that needs to be said because even if you do the templates, set the structure, have the expectation, if you are not sourcing your decisions in your house with the mindset of what type of character, morals, values you want to put out into the world or train your cub to walk in, they are going to walk in what you decide to do or do not do. And that's that is very consequential if not done from a healthy place, okay? So this episode is definitely my favorite because, you know, it, it just, it is. This episode, we talk about the space to rest and feel safe. And these two are huge topics. Um, some of my favorite things, I definitely implement this in my house, in my classroom with the people that I'm around. People know that I am nap queen when I say I will schedule a nap in my day. I don't care if it's a 15, 20 minute power nap. I'm scheduling rest and I will push back from the table in a minute. So that's today's episode. So let's jump into it. Let's start with why this is important. It is one of the most crucial aspects of your system because it is the part where the relationship building is at its best. It's most relaxed. Creating a rest component of your system identifies our human need to let go, unwind, fall apart, mm -hmm be restful, be human, 
create mistakes, all those things. It creates a safe environment for breathing. And I think that's what it is. Uh, an environment where we are not implementing, going, busy, busy. And I think for me, during the pandemic, I am... Um, I guess you would label me older millennial, OG millennial, um, air where being busy was a thing. We literally grew up on that quote unquote P. Diddy mentality where, you know, you sleep when you die, which is so ghetto. Shut up. I mean, you know, no diss to P. Diddy, Sean Puffy Combs, but that mindset is stressful. It is, it's, and I get it. I mean, I get it, that hustle mindset. And we grew up in that culture where your productivity was somehow attached to your worth. You always have to be busy, on the go. If you rested, people looked at you like you were lazy or, heavens forbid, for black women, we were weak. Um, even though, you know, resting is a part of our femininity and womanhood, it was a thing. And so that is when, during the pandemic, that's when I was working home um, and I went through a lot of self-discovery. Uh, my boys were being homeschooled. Of course, they were home. And we learned a lot about ourselves during that 18 months, which I love being at home. That was my, I mean, introverts unite, but that was my jam. I w it was hard for me to go back into the classroom. Even though I enjoy teaching, it's natural for me. It feels like a theater performance every day. Give me a stay-at-home job any time. It was so much more peaceful. I actually just regroup in the quiet. But burnout culture was a thing. Um, and as you are implementing a new system, rest is going to be huge. The one thing that you have to understand is that you're initiating. Like if you have been walking in the series with me and you are downloading the templates and scheduling services to get your health and mindset back together. It's a lot, y'all. It is a lot. It's new. New habits take time. You have to trust the process because it doesn't feel natural in a lot of ways. But you're going to have to expect resistance too. Because if you are, let's say your cubs are about 10, 11, 12-ish, this is a new thing for them. They're going to push back. They don't like this. What? Training development. Even if your kid trains and develops in sports every week, this new in-house development, what are we doing? It's going to be some resistance. It's going to be some flat out, let me test this and see if mom folds before I fold. Because they'll do that. They know that we get tired. They know that we get stressed. And they'll wait you out. Their waiting game is strong. Or they'll wait for you to go to sleep so that they can do what you want, what they really want to do. Um, and so there's going to be, and I need you to expect resistance to the system. Anything you implement that first year, even in your job, in any new policy, any new system or software development, that first year you're going to catch that dip because there's that learning curve. And, and the rest creates a space for that learning curve to happen. And so... Um, 
initiating something new is going to expect resistance. Um, it builds relationships, and that is huge. When someone believes that you love them, they receive better. They, the trust in you grows. And your cub, the people in your house, need to understand that this system is for their good, even if they don't truly understand it, because it really depends conceptually of where your cub is in the moment. Um, but for the most part, if they believe that you really care for them and they trust you, they're really way more open to receiving the correction and especially in the training and development because sometimes you got to be real firm especially when you're setting the boundaries because they will push boundaries those cute individuals that we just adore will push boundaries like pro wrestlers right they will they definitely will and so in the rest is where you built the relationship the love the trust the safety um, it creates a habit of anti-burnout mindset. It is okay to push back, especially if you have teenagers who are in sports, they're in clubs, they're in AP classes, their workload is heavy. I'm watching my son right now balance his sports with his work, with his career, and wanting to launch his little business, which it's not even a little business, it's a phenomenal idea, but I'm watching him balance that. And I am very, very key into watching him and telling him to push back from the table when necessary. Or, hey, let's take a day and let's just relax. Let's stretch. Let's catch a movie. Let's go eat. Let's not even think about work. Um, and so because I do not want him to burn out or develop that you push until you burn out. Okay, because they are developing their own systems and habits. And you want to be crucial, especially in that adolescent, young adult world. You want to jump in and be like, hey, this is the point where you push from the table where you take a day of rest. And guess what? It will be here when you get back and you will be okay. The It actually maintains um, the home as a safe space. It's another one. Your home should be the place where you come for solace, where your kid feels safe to be vulnerable. You have to give them that space. We are not taskmasters. We are not driving them and driving them and go, 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 go. And they experiencing life as they get older and they need a place to process life. They need a place to come and touch. It's like base when you're playing tag and you're being chased and you run a base and you know that the person tagging you can't while you're on base because you're safe we remember that home is your base home is your safe space and resting implementing rest within the home creates that we get to be vulnerable um and also it's a place where love grows Love is so huge, and I know it's all cliche-y, but love is a driving force in a lot of decisions that we do or don't do. The lack of love creates the hardness in people. Growing up in a home where you didn't feel loved by your parents um, or your siblings or the people around you creates a certain type of individual with a hardened heart that creates callous, unempathetic things. And so whether we want to believe it or not, affection and love and safety in the home will have a very defining role in who that cub will be as a man or woman 
in their adult life. And so you have to create that space where love grows. And usually that's in that space of rest. So let me talk about exactly what that means. Rest is just the day where we relax. Literally, it's a relaxed day. Um, it's that seventh day of rest. Like even depending on your beliefs, even when God was building the earth, dude took a day to rest. And we're not robots. So sometimes we just need to sit down, right? You know, my granny used to always tell me, girl, sit down somewhere. Doing all this running around, you need to just sit down. And I was on the go and I was like, what? I'm in the middle of playing or I'm in the middle of blah, blah, blah. And she was just telling me, mm -mm, you're doing too much, baby. You got to sit down sometimes. And my mom has, she has to remind me, oh my God, Shana, you fill your plate so much. And sometimes you just have to sit down and rest. And it's crucial. It's very, very crucial. It is that day where you do nothing. You don't have to get up at a certain time. There's really no push to clean. We're relaxing. If you want to binge watch, this is the day where they get lost in their games if they need to. You guys go to the park. There are some things that we implement in our house when we just rest. We relax. We snuggle. We get our blankets and we meet on the couch. My boys have a habit of just crawling in my bed while I'm reading. And they used to bring their books and read with me. And it would be where I, you know, rub their head or give them the hugs and that extra kisses that they need. This is where the conversations come out. And they know that they have a safe space to respectfully say the things that they need to say or explore those things that they need help saying. And this is the place where you tell them, you let them. I remember um, a scenario and we implemented a safe conversation where they know they're not going to get in trouble for saying what they feel because it was important for me to help them find the words because kids don't download with feelings. You know, parents like to be like, well, he can come talk to me. He may not know what to say. He may not know that his feelings is not quite anger, but maybe frustration. Or he is nervous and apprehensive, but yet being courageous at the same time. And so sometimes having those conversations, you give them the vocabulary to express what they're saying, which is so important, especially for young men. You know, in this world of cowboy up, toughen up, man up, and they don't get to express or process their feelings. Sis, we need to be able to let them have that space in the home. If you notice, and someone told me, and I thought that was really key, the only affection that young men usually get is in the home. Um, they get the hugs. They get the caresses, they get the nuzzling from mom. And if dad is safe in his masculinity and he does those things. But outside of that in the world, boys don't really get to get affection. Even though for majority of the, them, touch is their love language. They don't get that in the real world because they'll look, they'll be seen as creepy. Ooh, don't touch me. Oh my God, he's a, he's so aggressive. You know what I mean? So you, if they are getting that affection during those rest days, the hugs, the back rubs, because girls, we touch each other. 
We do. I can go to my homegirl and lean into and be like, hey, hun. Hey, sis. Deep hugs, right? We can just lay in bed with my best friend and watch a movie, eating snacks and wine and just girl talking. Guys don't get to do that as much or at all. They get sports and they get to dap up, but they are a lot. They walk into the world after they leave in home with a severe lack of touch. It's like a deficiency. And so you guys have to be very crucial in allowing them that rest space. And sometimes my boys just come and, like I said, plop down in my bed or they just lean into me because mom is the only place where they're getting that affection because the world has decided that all men and boys and it's so funny how you can be against men but have sons like do you not know that is the expectation you're setting from them and i and in side rant that is one of the reasons i implemented you know the fitting and growth culture and being able to create safe space for men is because there's an on out onslaught on them and I'm looking at my boys and I wish a woman would because literally scorched earth. But anyways, side mom rant. We know how we feel about our cubs. But in the home is where these mindsets develop. Um, if you're going to create that space of rest and conversation, you got to give them the vocabulary. You got to let them process out without feeling defensive. This is a space where you remove yourself and allow them to speak freely. I give my boys that space, you know, and teach them as long as you're respectful, tell me how you feel. Did that hurt you when I say that? Do I have, do I make you feel less than? Do I say things or do things that you may need some clarification on? That's what we have in those rest spaces where we binge watch TV. We do a thing during the Christmas break where they're always releasing the best shows and we'll find one on Netflix that has like 25 episodes or something. I remember it was like, troll hunters it was something like that and we got in our pjs we made pillow forts and we stayed up to three in the morning just binge watching and then we did that with like the mandalorian things like that and so that became like our thing we snuggle in and we just rest rest i'm talking about vegetative rest and they love it, it it's a recalibrating space okay and so let's talk about how to implement it. How to implement rest within your system. You want to set a day where you just relax. And that day doesn't have to be set in stone. It can be modified based on your family, home, season needs. Um, right now we're in the middle of basketball season. And so Sundays are our rest days um, where we relax. We try to get our big clean done on Saturdays and laundries and groceries and errands so that Sundays we can be in vegetative, restful, sleep in, light breakfast, you know, everyone just kind of lays around. Our pups love it because they get all the best snuggles and we just relax if you're kid is tired from the sports like my son those are the day where I will step in as mom trainer and stretch him deeply we'll do the yogas we do the rolling just a day to relax a lot of hydration 
if going to the park revitalizes energy mine is usually in the rest i will lay in bed and feel no qualms about it get a little small you know personalized charcuterie board um and just making a space where your body is regrouping you want to do rest things together and then beginning to demonstrate when the boys were little i would grab my book they would grab their little comics and we'll just lounge a lot of lounging on rest days and for us as older parents if you're a gen z boomer millennials whatever um you have to unlearn the mindset of the feeling the need to be productive and untangle that from your worth rest is like legit rest you want to literally push back from the table no work no business no meetings no planning um even if nothing that's going to drain your energy that's how you decide what's being pushed back from the table if you're exerting mental physical energy in a way that it feels like work you want to push back on that day you got all the other days you want to push back for the day and you want to create that space again to tell um, for your cups to tell you what they need you want to give them the language you want to create that i'm so glad i got that off my chest moments where they can talk because mental release is a rest too not just physical, not just resting our bodies, but allowing them to get some things off their chest. Journaling. My boys are big at journaling. Um, we definitely implement the prayers. We definitely, my boys like to keep things dark or we'll go grab some ice cream, take the dogs to the dog park and just kind of sit around a lot. But allowing that space for undoing. Those are, that is how you implement that. So if your day is Saturday, so for me too, personally, Wednesdays are the days where I go D&D and candles, music, my skincare is a part of my rest, making sure that I am hydrating um, for myself and implementing those habits that allow your body to relax. Lymphatic massage, rolling. For me, the stretching is huge. And because I'm on my feet, I'm sitting at a desk all day. It is implementing that peaceful time. Music, 400, I think 35 hertz, where we are just light and chill, relax, let go, release. Those are what, that's how you implement the rest. That is, and you have to be very religious because people like to try to push in on those days that you set. Especially family members. Family members are the worst as far as pushing into boundaries and deciding what they feel like they know for you. Um, but you have to teach your boys that, yeah, no, today I'm chilling. Let's try another day. Or, hey, today if you're going to come over, we're not doing a lot. I mean, we're just not. That's the expectation. Um, and if you're like on the go, 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 and this is your busy day, that's not the day we're linking up then, friend family right and you need to be protective because you are teaching your house and your cubs to rest and so 
it's so much all of those things the building the relationships the anti-burnout mindset the maintaining safe space that's where we grow we like to watch comedy we like to send each other goofy memes and tiktoks and there's a lot of deep belly laughing that goes on during rest days we try to particularly um, keep it light we don't watch heavy movies we are not watching traumatic inducing tv segments we're just not we're keeping it light restful funny laughing um sometimes engaging and guess what sometimes not sometimes rest day will be all day in the bed and we order pizza and that is just what we do and guess what that's okay that's okay the snuggling the hugging the closeness is what builds they're either in the room or we're all meeting in the living room or they find their way to my room because we all know mom's bed parent beds are like the best safest space and so yeah that is how we implement that that that's something i would love to hear more about in different ways that you guys have implemented and you find what works for your household and that's the thing about the system it has to work with your household your schedule your beliefs your moral um integrity or how you want to implement it it is flexible And as long as you have it established and you consistently implement it, then you should see some smoothness, some peace, things run like a well-oiled ship. Because a lot of people be like, oh my God, you run your boys or you, your house is so maintained and your boys are always blah, blah, blah. How do you find time to do that? Well, I've already set systems in my homes and it actually frees me to be able to do other things. Um, resting. My boys know I come home and I rest for about an hour, take a nap so that I can switch out of work mode and be fully present mom mode. Um, And sometimes it's 15 minutes. Sometimes it is just that quiet commute in my car, but I I transition and, and they have been trained to allow that space to happen. Right. They it's a thing. And so when your system is in place and you've done all of these things, you realize how much more free time you have how less tired you are from things within the house. And it is it is safety. That's where that safety space is. Kids know what to expect. Your cubs know what is happening in here, what doesn't happen in here. And they can rest on that. They can stand on that. It's foundational. Okay, so I really thank you guys for going through this series. And I'm excited because we are launching a course on developing a system within 30 days. And I'm so excited. We're getting ready to launch that at the end of the year. And I'm definitely going to keep you guys in mind. It's a course where we can work one-on-one because I know that the series, I told you a lot of steps, but guess what? I want to be there to train and develop and help and coach you through that as well. So if that is something you're interested in, um, we'll be launching it at the end of the year. It's going to be big. I'm excited. I have some great specials to make sure that this is accessible to everyone and then I can walk you through this if you want to be like okay I listened to the series I downloaded the template but I really just need someone to kind of walk this through with me I got you I got you okay and so we're launching this via teachable and once we're ready you'll get the link you'll get the deal 
Um, and we will get the system up and running, sis. I'm not just going to give you all this information and be like, go forth and be great. No, I got you. Okay. So if that is something you want to go ahead and implement in your house, like this structure thing. Now there is always work on the front end when you are developing a system. But once you get that system up and running, man, that will swing on an access on itself and you will realize how much easier, how less stress, how less draining, how um, more energy you have when you have effective systems within your home. And I'm excited to see that. And I'm pretty sure you're excited to implement it. And you're going to watch the fruit result in your cubs. Okay. Um, and so if you want to follow the course, remember, we have a website, growthculture.global. Um, and the podcast will keep going. I know I'm so excited. You can catch us on iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. We are in these streets and I'm excited about that. Today, I'm going to give you the framework as a template for you to look on and I'm going to um, start loading resources. We're going to take a segment. It is scholarship time for my parents with older adolescent cubs. And I'm going to link resources in the website to some scholarships and some processes for getting these babies these coins, right? We want to send them to college with a bag that is not allowing them or that's preventing them from needing to take out loans. There's so much information I want to give you because I want to see you grow. Again, growth culture is a village. It's a hub. It is that place where we go together to learn what we don't know so that we can create growth. I'm excited, you guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for your time and listening to this podcast. I hope that you were able to take away something from this today's episode that you could implement, grow, or push towards growth. I'm so excited for this journey. If you want to subscribe and follow us, please feel free to do so on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. If you want to get in touch with the resources for the episode, check us out at growthculture.global. I'm so excited and see you guys next time.